Memoirs of a Victorian Detective. As the winter of 1886 drew towards its longest night, the season of goodwill served to ease what had been a uniquely challenging year. However, with the Yuletide festivities fast approaching, the inspector determined to lead us on a particularly dangerous endeavour. So, we're all agreed. I don't like it. We don't have a choice. Laura's right. The alternative doesn't bear thinking about. But there must be another way. We've exhausted every other option, and there's precious little time left. We have to act now. Was that... It's time. Oh, Corks. It's all right. We're in this together. Either we succeed as a team, or... Or we fall as a team. Well said, Laura. Good luck, everyone. Oi! Who's the snow-nosed snuff-bag that locked the kitchen? And where the fuck are my knee cleavers? I can't do it! Too late it's happening! Well? Constance, I'm so glad you could join us. Don't try the smarm on me, Detective Hickory Dickory Cock. Why's the kitchen door being boarded up? We can explain if you'll just put down the blunderbuss. I thought we'd lock that in the basement. She's always got a spare. Why not leave it here on the table for safekeeping? Nothing doing, girly. Whoever's put my knife collection out of reach is going to have their eyeballs blasted through their ass before I'm through. How am I supposed to cook Christmas dinner with no bastard kitchen? Funny you should ask about Christmas dinner. Why? We were thinking perhaps we could make alternative arrangements for cooking this year? You what? Not that there's anything wrong with your usual festive feast, of course. No, indeed. I've always said there's not a chef in London who can prepare a goose like you. It's all in the way you knot the neck. Not easy when the bird's still very much alive. Girlie gets it. All the same, we thought, given all of the hard work and toil you've put into preparing dinner over the last few Christmases... Especially the year you made those life-sized pigs in blankets... Perhaps we might cook for ourselves this time around. Constance? I think she's frozen. No, I can see her lips quivering. And her nose is flaring. And her eyes! Dear God, the fury! She's going to blow! Run! Stay right there, you ungrateful little sacks of elf spunk! Stay strong, team. We can get through this. After all the shitting effort I put into cooking you lot dinner year in, year out! The eyes! Up all hours of the night, peeling sprouts and basting the roasted parson's nips! Constance, we didn't mean... Oh, parsnips! I wondered where she'd gotten that idea from. If this is the thanks I get, then you can knock your own goose and gobble its rotten gizzards! I hope you choke on its ring piece! Well... Could have gone worse. Ah. Unbound Theatre presents Inspector Murder Inspects, created by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. Series 3 Christmas Special A Party. Rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. For Jesus Christ! Oh, evening, Davies! Inspector, what the devil happened to you? Devil indeed. I'm afraid Constance isn't exactly full of festive cheer. Fuck you, jolly old safe prick. What's been going on? 
We've decided to dispense with Constance's culinary skills this Christmas. She's not taken the news well. Evening, gents. Season's greetings. Ah, oh, young Watkins. <laughs> Just in time. Blimey, O'Reilly. Someone's done a number on that window of yours. You need me to whip round with a broom? No, no. You're our guests. I'll see to the mess. You head inside. Well, it's kind of you to invite us, Inspector. My pleasure. After the year we've had, it's only right we celebrate being back home in time for Christmas. <laughs> oh, how I've missed you both. <laughs> Evening, all. I take it she's... That's still a little volatile. Uh, still, I found a broom before she caught up with me. Here, Dr Vercluse, let me help you up. Uh, much obliged, Watkins. Are you sure it's safe to, uh, well, you know... Uh... Oh, don't worry. She'll lock herself in a room to sulk now she's had a good vent. There's more where that came from, Cack Frost! Laura's got the mulled wine already and I'm making a start on supper. I'll put this broom to good use and follow you in. Very well. Lead the way, Dr Vercluse. Just like old times, eh? Once in Royal David City stood a lowly cattle shed. Oi, bristle bollocks! Keep it down out there while you're sweeping! Just try to spread a bit of Yuletide goodwill, Constance. Bar cumbug! I think the phrase is bar... Never mind. Now then, cooking. Can't be too complicated, can it? I mean, once you take out all the violence and crimes against nature, it's just roasting a few spuds. Right, where's my new gadget? Aha! My patented sprout peeler should make short work of this year's crop. Simply feed a raw sprout into the funnel at the top, let the machine do the work, and before you know it, one shaved sprout. Excellent. Let's ramp the engine up a few gears and get the whole bag done. You know, this little beauty might even manage some of the smaller potatoes if I... Uh-oh. Russell blockage. Something's jammed. Oh, heavens. I think it's going to... Ow! 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 <laughs> Must have ruptured the gas output pipe! Oh, what a way to go! Gas by sprouts! Here we are, Detective. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Miss Norder. I trust you settled back into the old place? I should say so. Constance has broken two windows, the inspector's fallen out of one of them, and Luke is busy in the lab. All's right with the world. It's good to have the four of you home again. There we are. All swept up and ship-shape. Here's your glass. Thank you, Laura. Merry Christmas, all. As young Watkins here was saying, it's good to have your team back, Inspector. Though your housekeeper's more... uh, destructive tendencies weren't altogether missed. They certainly came in handy with the Ogilvy affair. (laughs) True. She may be a handful, but I feel rotten for hurting her feelings. Not as rotten as you'd have felt after another serving of her Christmas pudding. (laughs) Don't tell me. Too much brandy butter. Not exactly. She usually necks the brandy while she's cooking, so she soaks it in paraffin instead. Blow me down. It's blowing us up that's the worry. Nobody should be in a bad mood at Christmas. There must be something we can do to cheer her up. I suspect, given this evening's frank exchange of views... She chucked you through a window. I may not be best placed to lead the reparations. I'll lend you hand if you like. I could take her a glass of more wine. Thank you, Watkins. 
though it may be best if I come with you. Even with your reflexes, you might not be fast enough when she makes a grab for the glass. While you're busy, I'll head for the attic and see if I can find the tree decorations. Care to assist, Davies? My pleasure. That's it. Up you get. Not too fast. What? What time is it? How did I... The sprout peeler? Don't worry yourself. Everything's quite all right. Who are you? (laughs) I see that sleep still fogs your eyes. Clear them and know me better, man. I don't know the... Wait. Green coat? Sprigs of holly in your hair? Sack of presents? You're... Father Christmas at your service. That's impossible! On Christmas Eve? It's the most possible day of the year. When else should I walk the world to spread festive greetings? But... but you don't exist! I sit here before you, don't I? I suppose. I... no, no, wait! The explosion! I hit my head! I must be hallucinating! Come now, Lucius. You know better than to doubt the evidence of your own eyes. Why else would I bring you that microscope on your seventh Christmas? How do you know about that? I know every gift I've ever left under the tree of those who've earned them. It can't be. How did you get in here? I came down the chimney. We've got a door. It's much more convenient. It was an unexpected entry. There I was, up on the roof, soaking in the city's yuletide jollity, when all of a sudden, boom. Uh-oh. There was an almighty bang. I tumbled down the chimney and ended up in here. Sorry about that. My fault, I fear. Tis no matter. Now, I must be on my way. I've a great many houses to visit. Ah! I've got you! What happened? I fear I may have twisted my ankle in the fall. Dash nuisance. Oh, crumbs, I've... I've injured old St. Nick! I've ruined Christmas! Nonsense, dear boy. Tis but a scratch. A little rest, and I shall be right as a reindeer. And Christmas isn't ruined. Merely... Delayed. I'm sure people will be very understanding. I can't see them forming an angry mob or taking to the streets or lynching the person responsible. <laughs> oh, dear me, no. Oh, crumbs. I I have to put this right. How so? I'll deliver the presents for you. Are you sure? There are a lot of them. Perhaps the others can lend a hand. I'll be right back. Oh, no, no, my boy. You mustn't let anyone else know I'm here. I meant to walk the winter nights unseen. Imagine the commotion if everyone should know where I was. Uh, Don't worry. The inspector and Laura are very discreet. And Ms. Urveyance? Ah. You know about her? Oh, yes. Drat. Well, then, I best get started. No time like the present, eh? (laughs) It's not too late to take that microscope back. Sorry. It's only me. Won't take you long then, will it? I brought wine. Gimme! Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's not wine. That's the science man's assistant. Watkins is the name, Mum. Whatever. Where's the booze? Here. <coughs> Just the one glass? Yes. Right, off your piss then, both of you. Constance, please don't be like this. Not at Christmas. I'll be however the fuck I like, girly, at any time of the year. Besides, you and the two tinsel-tipped tits downstairs started it. We really didn't mean to hurt your feelings. It's just your cooking can be a little... challenging. For all concerned. And we thought you might like to take Christmas Day off and have a rest for a change. Too right. 
After all, tis a season of goodwill. Pipe down, pint potter. I'll use your gob for a game of hide the satsuma. Stupid Christmas loving cackhead. <sighs> what is it about Christmas that works you up into such a fury? Everything! The twatting trees and shitty snowmen and poxy parties and cocking carols and wanky bloody well wishes. Christmas ain't about all that. It's about family. Fuck family! They're the worst bloody bit! Look, maybe it would be helpful if we all got a bit of fresh air. I still need to buy a few gifts for the party later. Why don't we go shopping? Fine by me, Miss Norda. Constance? Meh. If it gets me away from Inspector Rectum and the fuckwit of physics, I'm game. I'll get my woolly hat. Given she's in such a tizzy, are you sure it's wise letting her outside, miss? Don't worry, Watkins. We'll be there to keep an eye on her. And it's the perfect opportunity to cheer her up. There must be something about Christmas that she likes. Oi, Tiny Tim and Mrs Scratchit. Are we making a move or are we waiting for a star to show us the sodden way? We're coming. <coughs> what was that? Nothing. <coughs> Have you brought a sheep into the house? What? I said I needed a hat. I like my wool fresh. We're taking that back before we go shopping. Oh, <coughs> humbug. Any sign, Davies? Plenty of old case files, but no decorations. I remember seeing them at the warehouse. They must be here somewhere. Which cases have you found? Uh, that business on the train with Mr Beresford. <laughs> Another one of Travers' lackeys. Not that he knew it at the time, poor fool. Speaking of, oh justice, there's been no sign of him since the affair at the archives. Gone to ground again. He will be back. What's the plan for when he does show his face at last? I have to keep them safe. Laura, Luke, Constance. But they never can be with him out there. When the time comes, I'll do what's needed. Until then, who knows? Oh, best to enjoy the peace and quiet, eh? Exactly. And with Luke on cooking duty, we've a very pleasant supper to look forward to. He'll be beside a pretty bare tree, though. Still no sign of the decorations. What about those boxes over there? Oh, those belong to next door. There used to be a wall between the two attic spaces, but it fell afoul of Constance's home renovation frenzy. Ah, uh, yes. I recall the complaints from the couple at number 31. Number 15 and a an half now. Still, they're getting on in years. They probably appreciate you having a bungalow. Tiddles! Are you up here? Uh, good evening. Oh, goodness me. I wasn't expecting to see you there. Still, that explained the noise. I thought you were the cat. Uh, sorry about the disturbance, Mum. We'll be on our way shortly. Oh, not at all. It's nice to meet my neighbours at last. I am Eloise MacReady. Inspector Murder, <laughs> uh, this is Detective Davies of Scotland Yard. Well, I'll be. What a small world. I've seen your names in the papers. Inspector Murder, consulting detective, yes? <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> Uh, are you a follower of my work, Miss McCready? Well, it pays to keep abreast of the competition, certainly. Sorry, competition? I'm a detective too. <laughs> Freelance, of course. Small world indeed, eh, Inspector? Don't smirk, Davies. It's not becoming. 
I had no idea you'd be moving in next to me. How quaint! As it happens, I've been using this address for my very important detective work for several years now. I've just been on an extended excursion of late. The newspaper said you snuffed it. I knew better, of course. Of course? When I heard about the explosion in Leander clothes, naturally I went over to have a look. No signs of any ambulance, no authorities at all. It was just left as rubble. If all people really had died there, more of a fuss would have been made. Indeed. Still, seeing as it is Christmas Eve, why not come downstairs for a glass of something? Just to say a proper neighbourly hello. Actually, we're busy looking for... We'd be delighted. After you. Oh, good. Here we are. Are you comfortable enough? A chariot fit for a prince, my boy. It always pays to keep a wheelchair handy with our housekeeper around. Is she infirm? Oh, no, she's hard as nails. It's the people nearby who end up needing medical support. Speaking of which, how's your ankle? Already healing. I can feel it strengthening by the minute. You really don't have to do all this, you know. Nonsense. My mistake caused the problem, so I'll help with the solution. You rest up and I'll take over diffusing a bit of festive cheer house to house. Good evening, madam. I've come to slip a little something into your stocking. Ow! Ah, the old pattern needs more work, I fear. Not to worry. It takes a while to get the knack. Luckily, I've got a backup plan. Humble apologies, madam. Allow me to try again. Fall on your knees. Oh, here. Ow! Drat! I didn't know you had a talent for singing. Well, I try my best. In fact, I very nearly completed a musical I'm writing. Is that so? Yes. It's called Titchy Jim the Boot Buffer. I've just put the finishing touches to Titchy's solo in the final act, when he prepares to win back the heart of Fluey Sue from his love rival, Big Jock Galosh. He steals himself with a thundering rendition of I'll come when my love calls my name. I see. Back to the matter in hand, so to speak. Yes, the presents. I must find a way of getting them into people's houses. And quickly. However do you manage this in just one night? Secrets of the trade, my boy. Secrets I must never share. No, of course. Mind you, as an inventor, I knew a few tricks myself. I wonder if there's something back in the lab that might be of assistance. Perhaps we should push ahead as we are. Remember, your colleagues mustn't see me, or it'll spoil the festive spirit. Don't worry. I'll get you back in undetected. Before that, though, I must just have one last go at this house. Are you sure that's... Madam, I insist you take hold of my special gift and let it fill you with the warmth of Yuletide love. Ah, evening, sir. You must be the gentleman of the house, yes? I don't suppose you're in the mood to receive a festive surprise? Quirky! These folks have left it a bit late to get their presents bought, ain't they? We're in the same boat, Watkins. What with all the fuss of moving back home, I've not had time. Good evening. Sorry for the wait. How can I help you? Hello. I'm looking for a- She wants a scarf! Pronto! Of course. Can I ask if you're looking for one in any particular style? One that goes round your neck would be a start! Woolen, navy. And I'll have a red one. Coming right up. What do you want a scarf for? Comes in handy from time to time. Besides, now I'm a ram short, I need to outsource my knitwear. Why red? So the blood doesn't show, genius. Hope the inspector likes his. 
His old one's falling to bits. Here we are. One blue, one red. That's perfect. Thank you. The red one's too long. Oh, well, they generally come in one size only, madam. Right. Where's the manager? No need. I'm sure I can do something about the length. Thought you might. So then, Constance, isn't this nice? All these people bustling around looking for presents. Capitalist scumbags. What about music? Who doesn't love a brass band at Christmas? Cocking windbags. Here we are, a shorter red scarf. Still too long. Okay, um, it's just we're not really supposed to... <clears throat> I'll be right back. What about being home again then? Yeah, that must fill you with a bit of cheer, surely. Doesn't matter to me. Wherever I park my ass, that's my home. How about this? Shorter. But can the butts and make with the scissors. What have you got the inspector and Dr. Verclues for Christmas then, Ms. Valence? Same as usual. What's that? Fuck all. Here we are. Shorter. You've got to get them something, surely. Way off the mark, Urchin. I am the pissing present. They're lucky to have me. True. But a little extra gift might be a nice gesture. Gesture? This ought to. Shorter. I'll tell you what gesture I'll be making, girly. It's got one middle finger, five knuckles and a personalised greeting. Not very festive. I'll shove a sprig of holly on the end. Here it is. Too short. Forget it. Bloody useless. I'm off. But I'll pay for both. Here. Keep the change. Think of it as an apology. Doesn't look like we're going to change our mind, does it? No, but I think I'm starting to see what's setting her off. It's to do with the presents. Speaking of which, where do we need to be heading to pick up something for Dr Verclues? Round to Regent Street. Now, where did Constance get to? Clean up in the glassware department! I have a feeling this is going to be a very expensive therapy session. And in here's my office. This is where I meet my clients. Very cosy. And all the mod cons. Oh, I spotted a telephone in the hall. Well, by myself, of course. Essentially my line of... our line of work. And tell me, Miss McCready, are you on your own here? No fellow detective to share the workload? Or housekeeper? An inventor, perhaps? An inventor? Goodness me, no. What a notion. No, it's just me. Having anyone else about the place would be a hindrance. I don't mean to boast, but my mind can see off any mystery that comes its way without the need for additional staff. Quite impressive, eh, Inspector? Quite. And what manner of cases have you been engaged upon, may I ask? Where do I begin? I've solved cases of blackmail, robbery, forgery, disappearances, locked room mysteries... Anything Scotland Yard don't have the capacity to fathom. Quite impressive, eh, Davies? Quite. Excuse me, gentlemen. I shall return. Let's get back to the attic and go home. I've seen enough. Inspector, feeling a little put out? Not at all. I've dealt with competition before. <laughs> Surely Sherlock Holmes was a bit more than just... Between he and I... Who is it that went arse over tit off a waterfall? Well, back in 76, I recall you once... Fell off a waterfall and didn't come back. Holmes, I suppose. Exactly. And I'm still here. Holmes didn't fall out of a first-storey window, though, did he? Well, no. 
Or a hot air balloon. Not that I recall. Or off a moving train and over the side of a viaduct. Curse those case files! Come right this way. Oh, forgive the crap. This is my neighbour, Inspector Murder, and his friend, Detective Davies. Hello. Evening, miss. Sorry to interrupt. Not at all. You've been quite denied to ask for help. Three detectives for the price of one. Do take a seat. Gentlemen, perhaps it's time we curtail this introduction? Of course. Actually, I'm happy to stay. I'm sure Davies and I can apply our wealth of experience to the matter at hand. That's very kind. But all the same, I do work alone and... I don't mind. Really. I'd be grateful of any help. I'm simply lost for what to do. Not at all. Take a seat, Davies. As you wish. Before you tell me your story, I shall just refill my pipe. You smoke a pipe? Trying to be like Sherlock Holmes, eh? <laughs> How quaint. Says the man with the bondsman and the housekeeper. Now, you said your name was Joan? Yes, Joan Dillinger. I work at the Green Grocers on Forsyth Square. However, did you know? Quite simple, really. I... I expect it's because the hardened skin on your hands denotes a manual job and significant musculature on your upper arms indicates some heavy lifting. The sweet aroma on your clothes is reminiscent of ripened fruit. Unmistakably a greengrocer. As for Forsyth Square, well... Must be in the near vicinity for you to know of Mrs McCready's address. The mud on your shoes denotes you walked here, so it can't be far away. And the pattern of faint sun-bleaching on your blouse suggests a south-facing establishment. It can only be Forsyth Square. Crikey. Actually, I was going to say I shop there myself and I have seen you behind the counter. Still, not difficult to detect. <laughs> Except, of course, the mud on Miss Dillinger's shoes is splattered. Denoted it was thrown from a cartwheel. You came by cab, yes? Uh, that's correct. Oh. And the green grocer on Forsyth Square is, in fact, north-facing. My mistake. And she's wearing gloves, so the skin deduction's a bit of a stretch. Thank you, Davies. Still, top marks for enthusiasm. Now then, Miss Dillinger, what is it that concerns you? It's my Ronald. He's disappeared. Your husband? Actually, I suspect... Wait. I've been through this caper before. He's a bull, isn't he? What? Happens more often than you think. He's her fiancé. Uh, that's right. He and I have been courting for two years now. We were all set to be married next spring, but then... I came home to find this in my letterbox. Goodbye. Forever. Well, how curious. Are you sure this is his handwriting? Uh, I mean, it could be a fake. I'd know his hand anywhere. Just checking. Have there been any arguments between the two of you? Not at all. And his behaviour hasn't given cause for concern recently? No, he's been his usual self. We were both a little nervous about Christmas, of course. Why was that? Ron and my father don't exactly see eye to eye. Father's a self-made man while Ron works for whoever will pay him. Father thinks he ought to have bigger aspirations. 
Did he disprove of your engagement? Mm. I could tell he wasn't keen, but he gave us his blessing. I think he hoped I'd pack in work and settle down as a married woman. No chance of that. I'd like to be busy. You still live with your parents? Yes, not far from here. Asbury Street. And Ronald? He's got a place on Bessemer Green. I'm to move once we're married. Was to move there? I suppose now. I... Oh. We're so sorry, miss. My father wanted us to move to a place he owns in Pimlico. But Ronald insisted. I just can't understand why he'd do this. We'd been so happy. Have you been to check his address? I knocked, but there was no answer. And his neighbours haven't seen him. All the same. I think that's the best place to start. I don't mean to shock you, Miss Dillinger, but if there's a chance your fiancé has harmed himself, we must hurry there straight away. Inspector, I appreciate your sense of duty, but this is my client, my case, and I think... Speaking as a formal member of the constabulary, I must agree with the inspector. This is a matter for the yard now. Of course. I take it you don't mind if I accompany you. Not at all. I'll hail us a cab. Fear not, Miss Dillinger. We'll get to the bottom of this matter. Thank you. If you'll excuse me, I must fetch my coat and call the butcher. It seems I won't be in when they deliver the goose for dinner tomorrow. Here we are. There's nothing quite like a pot of tea brewed over a Bunsen burner. You're a good soul, Doctor. Sorry about the first pot. Not at all. Accidents happen. And the second? The stains will wash out. The third was ever so slightly scalding, but I'm sure the skin will heal. A quick cuppa, and then I'll get searching for a gadget to speed up your deliveries. Speaking of which, I've not given your household a blessing yet. Have you all been good this year? Well, on the whole, I should say so. It's certainly a majority effort to keep the peace. One dissenting voice can't be helped, surely. There are still just the four of you here, yes? Your good self, your housekeeper, Miss Norder. And the esteemed Inspector Murder? That's right. Has he been a good, honest employer to you this year? There's no man more honest than him. True, he may dive into a problem a little deeper than most would venture, but he always comes through for those in need of his help. And Miss Norder? She's the one who makes certain he reaches the shore again. Every family needs a level head. In any great tempest, Laura can see the way home. I'm sure your wonderful inventions play their part in that. On occasion. I like to think this old nugget of mine can still help read the warnings in the waves and fathom where the storm was likely to strike next. And Miss Oveyors? Um, well, she's very much present in the storm, yes. Quite close to the centre of it, usually. In fact, one might say ill omens sort of move around her. A remarkable team indeed. Very deserving of a Christmas gift. Speaking of which, we need to get those presents delivered. And pronto. Short of taking flight... I'm not sure how we'll manage it now. Taking flight. I've got it. To the roof! Excellent. A complete set of new test tubes engraved with Luke's initials. And that's the shopping done. Miss Norda! Miss Norda! <sighs> What's she done now? She's found the nativity display. Oh, hell. <laughs> there she is. Constance, put down that manger and get your foot to the Virgin Mary. You should have seen what she done to the shepherds. Can it, you little snitch? Unnatural it was. That's it, Constance. We are going home. We'll never look at a sheep the same way again. Get over it. They're only stuffed. Certainly are now. I said, 
home. I can't. Why not? Because I want to see the star on the top of the big Christmas tree. Oh, that's that's surprisingly sentimental of you. You mean it sums up something meaningful about Christmas for you? It represents why, in spite of everything, you like the day after all. Nope. Wanted to make sure the explosives worked. <laughs> when did you... There go the presents underneath. Constance, how could you? Just because you don't like Christmas doesn't mean you have to ruin it for everyone else. Isn't there even one little spark of benevolence in that heart of yours? One tiny little notion that maybe you should think about other people for a change. Other people? I'll tell you about other people, girly. Other people let you down. Other people fuck things up when you need their help. Other people are only out for themselves, especially on Shitmas Day. Constance, come back. What's gotten into her? Hopefully not the same as what's now in the shepherds. Have you found anything? Nothing out of the ordinary or suggestive of foul play. I'm afraid I suspect... I know where he is. Really? It's not the most likely of scenarios, but the inspector is quite certain. Then tell me. Very well. Our investigation began when... Actually, inspector, I don't mind you taking the credit for this one. Oh, how kind of you, Davies. It is Christmas. My investigation began with the kitchen window. The frame is splintered around the lock, indicating that someone has recently gained access to the house through forced entry. Good gracious! However did I miss that? It's curious, given the disturbance, that there are no signs of boot prints anywhere in the house, and nothing appears to have been raided or ransacked. In fact, if anything, the place is too tidy. No, it's just as Ronald always leaves it. I can't see anything missing. Apart from Ronald himself. You mean... He's been kidnapped. It's the only solution. Well, it's certainly a possibility, but... My uh... next clue is this sheet of paper from the ample supply in your fiancé's desk. Note the quality of the paper. Far thinner than that of the note he left for you, Miss Dillinger. But... But it is Ronald's handwriting. I'd recognise it anywhere. Indeed. Which means the note must have been written somewhere else. I'd wager it's wherever Ronald is being held. Why not snatch a few pages from the desk while they were abducting him? <laughs> Would you have time to pick up stationery whilst trying to abduct someone? They had to get out before they were seen. So where's Ronald? China. What? I did warn you. I once attended a seminar that examined the identifying features of different types of paper. This sheet is undoubtedly made in the Orient. And then ship here to be sold. You fool. Hold your judgement, Miss McCready. I must now discuss my next clue. Observe it here in my hand. It's dust. Ash, as it happens. Found in the garden outside the kitchen. I once attended a seminar that examined the identifying features of different types of tobacco ash. This sample is undoubtedly from a Chinese manufacturer. Was your fiancé a smoker? No, but he often entertained friends who were. Well, then... Nothing is well here, I'm afraid. <laughs> we come to my final clue. Which is... This unfeasibly large jar of opium. Now, finding that was a surprise. 
I once attended half of a seminar that examined the identifying features of different types of processed opium. This is undoubtedly from a Chinese manufacturer. Half a seminar? They had to call it short. The fumes from the samples made everything a little uh, surreal. Yes, even now I have to remind myself that unicorn was just a figment of my imagination. <laughs> I thought I could feel its tongue brushing against my cheek. Turns out it was Constance trying to rouse me with a sheet of sandpaper. What about Ronald? I've never seen him with opium. What can this mean? The inspector found one last curiosity in your fiancé's desk, Miss Dillinger. A note from a shipping company thanking him for his service. Yes, he did a little work for them when they were short-staffed. During which time I suspect he came into contact with a drug smuggling ring. It's possible, I suppose. Being a man of lean finances, the lucrative lure of smuggling would mean he was free from the dependence of your disproving father once and for all. I suspect he came into contact with the Chinese sailors bringing in the opium. They entrusted him with their product, but when he failed to sell it fast enough, they came back to teach him a lesson. No doubt he's now paying off the debt he owes by working for them at the other end of this smuggling operation. I don't think he is, Inspector. And why is that? Because if you'd finished your seminar, you'd have learned the difference between opium and furniture wax. <laughs> Doesn't smell anything like opium. The label must come off the jar. Ah, oh, it appears I may have been a little wide of the mark with my deductions. Again? Sorry, Inspector. Quite all right. <clears throat> Taking it as read that the ash belongs to one of Ronald's friends and that the paper was simply the last decent sheet he had left. I think we can return to the sad truth of the matter. You mean he really has left me? I'm afraid so. He sent the note and has fled to one of his tobacco-loving companions to wait for the dust to settle. I am so sorry, Miss Dillinger. We all are. Indeed. No matter. I'd hoped with all my heart this wasn't the truth, but I always feared. I mean, I even wrote a reply in readiness for it. Here. If you wouldn't mind leaving it on his desk, Inspector, I shall make my way home. Of course. I'll see you to a cab. Good night, gentlemen. It's been most interesting meeting you. Good night. And Merry Christmas. Well, I made a right pig's ear of that one, didn't I? All pertinent clues, I'm sure. Except perhaps the furniture polish. Yes. Come along, Davies. Let's leave the letter and be on our way. Yeah, the sooner we put this little affair behind us and get back to our festivities, the better. Yes. Quite the affair. Constance! Constance! It's no good, Miss Norder. Even I couldn't track her through these crowds. She's hardly the type to disappear without a trace. There must be some sort of clue she's left behind. Major Bax, make way. Fire service coming through. Watch you, Bertie. What's the news? Her Watkins. A season's greetings, lad. I can't stop to chat. Hyde Park's on fire. I think we've got our clue. How'd that happen? Apparently someone set fire to a swan and drop-kicked it up a tree. Whole park's going up. Mystery solved. Got to dash, it's all hands to the pumps. Run for two more on a cart? We're happy to lend a hand. Oh, jump on. 
just need a little more tension in the rope. It's not my place to spread doubt on today of all days, but are you sure this is safe? Of course, sir. We'll have presents flying through the air and down people's chimneys in no time. Ready? Yes. Excellent. Away we go. Ah, more a case of through the chimney than down it, but a noble effort. I just need to recalibrate. The alignment's off. Probably Constance tampering with it again. She uses it on salesmen who knock at the door. To ward them off? No, she ejects them with it. Got one in the Thames once. Pity it was low tide. There we are. Gift loaded and... Bugger. This distribution of presents is a lot harder than you make it look, Father. Not at all. You're doing very well. The man whose window I smashed doesn't seem to think so. Look at him. Dancing around, shaking his fists in anger. Well, nobody likes having bath time interrupted, do they? Pity he didn't open the present. From the feel of it, I suspect it was a dressing gown. Could save the whole street having to look at his soapy tackle. Still, light does give them a certain sparkle. Here, is that you, Doctor for Clues? Whoever is that? That's Peterson, one of the Watkins gang. Evening, Peterson. How goes things? Just passed it by to give you and yours a carol. Nobody answered the door. Sorry about that. They must have nipped out. Splendid idea, though. Do you mind popping by on your return route? Will do, Squire. As long as our shoe lever holds out. Bless their hearts. Hold on. I think there was a pair of shoes in this bag of gifts. Yes, and a scarf. And mittens. Hold on there, Peterson. I've got something for all of you. One last recalibration. Straight up and let gravity do the rest. Here they come, Peterson. Catch! Would you look at the quality of them plate covers? Much obliged, Doctor, for clues. We'll see you in a bit. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Peterson. Hey, all the right gifts are those most in need. It's almost as if it was meant to be. Mind you, it is Christmas. Looks like I've not done such a bad job covering for you after all, eh, Father? Father? Well, I'd be. Ankle must have healed after all. Merry Christmas, sir, wherever you are, and thank you. And to you, dear boy. What a pleasure to see your little home at last. Enjoy it while you can. Merry Christmas. Another Christmas Eve, another freezing cold lake. Push off, girly, I'm watching the smoke clouds. They'll be seen right across the city, I'll bet. Not much of a Christmas star, but it's something. I wonder if they'll lead three wise men to us from afar. You'll be lucky. All we've got are two fuckwits and a copper back home. Other people let you down, you said. Especially at ship... Christmas. Stupid bloody saviour, thinking he's so clever for being born. Come on, then. It's getting late and Watkins has just pinched the box of matches from your pocket, so there'll be no more arson tonight. Oi! Only obeying orders. Shifty little turchin. Urchin. Which means you might as well tell us why Christmas gets you so wound up. Well, more wound up. You're the detective. You figure it out. If you wish. Can't say it's the most perplexing case we've ever worked on. Upset at Christmas and mistrustful of other people because they let you down. I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and say unhappy home. Well, fuck me. Call the papers. Sherlock Holmes lives again. 
Family Christmases are never easy. Just as well my folks ignored it altogether then, isn't it? You didn't celebrate at all? Me and Gladys used to decorate. Till she got old enough to prefer squidgy ball balls instead of glass ones and spend Christmas down the pub. Mum and Dad couldn't care less. No presents? No gifts, no goose, no soggy satsuma. Suited me just fine. Every child deserves a Christmas. They let you down. Didn't bother me. I think it did. I think it still does. Now I know why you were so keen to cook dinner tomorrow. Because under all that bluster and fury and rage, I think there's a little girl still waiting for Christmas Day. Meh. If you say so. Surely you've had a good few Christmases with Miss Norder and the gents. They must have got new presents. Fags and booze. That's just a lack of imagination. I'll take the whiskey I got you back to the shop then. Bloody won't. I'll need it after all this schmaltzy bollocks. And what about your other gift? What other gift? I picked it up while you were violating Joseph. Here. Ooh, nice. A box. Open it, you grumpy old Scrooge. Welsh gold. Nothing too complicated. I know it gets in the way of your martial arts practice. But I always thought you'd suit a necklace. Shiny, isn't it? Is that a tear in her eye? No. Want one in yours? Constance? I know, I know. Getting cold? Fancy a nip of that whiskey before we head home? Too pissing right I do. Help me put this thing on first. Of course. Oh, I don't think it's going to happen, Inspector. Just a few more minutes. It'll be Christmas before too long. The other Mr Davis doesn't like me coming in late when I'm off duty. Don't worry, you're on shift now. Oh, there they are. Well, I'll be. After you. Stop right there. Season's greetings. You're under arrest. Inspector? Detective? What is the meaning of this? I was just... Out for a festive stroll with your beloved. Your Ronald, I take it. I... I... No... We've got a criminal mastermind on our hands here, Inspector. How did you know? I may take a few misjudged scenic routes along the way, but I always find the right path in the end. The paper. The letter Ronald sent Miss Dillinger didn't match the sheets in his desk, but they did match the note Miss Dillinger had written to him. Coincidence? Or did the paper come from the same house? (laughs) That of Miss Dillinger's parents. Blimey, he's clever, ain't he? That's brilliant. No, Ronald, it's not. Miss Dillinger mentioned that her father disapproved of her courtship with you, sir. I take it he paid you to write the letter and clear off? Whoa, were you there? Amazing. We'll take that as a yes. A straightforward crime until we get to your involvement, Miss McCready. Who? Ah, a nom de guerre. Bless you. Who are you really, miss? My name's Helen Newley. I work for Joan's father. In more ways than one. He knew his daughter would be suspicious of Ronald's hasty departure, so he hired you to pose as a detective and sent his daughter to you. Yes? Scotland Yard aren't likely to miss a rogue detective in the city, so it was suspicious that we'd never heard of you. It was just as well we kept an eye on you after our chance meeting in Miller Mews. I don't follow. You're a detective now, Helen. It was just pretend. Oh, like when we're at home and you... Oh, shut up, Ronald. Two things were of interest at Ronald's house. 
First, the broken window in the kitchen, and second, how clean it was. Wait, do you live in my house too? If there had been a forced entry, then why no damage? Because the person who broke in did so to tidy up. You made a phone call before we left your house. To the butcher? Barely credible. <laughs> I take it you were really calling another accomplice. Asking them to run ahead and rid the house of anything that might identify the fact you occasionally stop over. You've no evidence. Ashes, Miss Newley. I told you, I'm an expert. <laughs> I suspect the ash we found in the garden will match the same from your pipe. A very distinctive blend. Shit! Oh, that is proper Sherlock Holmes, that is. Much though I disagree with the way Miss Dillinger's father set about things, I must confess I'm glad the poor girl's single again. A philandering dunce is hardly a suitable match. Too right. Oh, wait. I think it's time we were headed to the yard. Care to sing a carol or two on the way? And then back to the agency. <laughs> we're late for a party. Honestly, Watkins, it's true. The real-life Father Christmas. You dreamt it. I told you you need a helmet when you're working in that lab of yours. I wasn't concussed. If it wasn't Father Christmas, then where did Peterson get his new shoes from? And all the other lads with their snazzy new knitwear? No need to be humble, Dr Vaucluse. We know that was you looking after us. You're a good man. It wasn't me, I... <laughs> There's no arguing with you, is there? None at all. As it happens, I did get you all gifts to say a little thank you for the errands you run. I've invented these. What are they? Clockwork roller skates. They'll help you get around town faster. Fancy giving them a go? Of course. What could possibly go wrong? There we are, Miss Norder. It's good to have you back. Thank you, Detective. Home in time for Christmas. What could be better? <laughs> Whoops! Sorry, Watkins! So then, back to the same old life, is it? You four putting the city to rights? With a little help from you and Watkins. Always pleased to be of service. And we shall, of course, keep an eye on our mutual acquaintance from the other side of the thin blue line. Travers can wait. We'll find him in good time, and he'll have a lot to answer for when we do. But for now, it's Christmas. A day to spread a bit of goodwill. Watkins says you've been calming Ms. Valence down. That's no mean feat. She's not all bad. Some bits of her are very bad, admittedly, but she's got a heart. Actually, where is she? She was on her fifth bottle of gin last I saw. Blimey, that's a record. I hope she's all right. Eh, if anyone can handle their liquor, it's her. Now then, may I have the next dance? Can you dance to Christmas carols? Let's find out. There we are, the last present wrapped. All ready for the morning. Hello, you. Constance, are you, are you all right? You look a little worse for wear. Nothing doing, boyo. In fact, I feel quite enlivened. Constance, would you mind not rubbing yourself against the door frame like that? It's not long been waxed. Very well. I'll have to move a little closer. Yes, that might be a little too close now. Ho, 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 boyo. Christ, your breath. It could strip pine. How many have you had? Oh, I've had my share, but not my fill. 
Constance. I should warn you, I keep a revolver in my desk drawer. Fancy a quick snog under the mistletoe? Oh, God. You're over the five-bottle limit, aren't you? Even you know to respect that rule. Oh, don't get your hairy fairy berries in a twist. I'm not that. Not that. Oh, I'm going to throw up. Talk about a Christmas miracle. Here, what's this present doing under the table? Who's it for? For my favourite team. Till we meet again. That's a pretty music box. Wonder what tune it plays. Not my cup of tea. Never mind. Ready for a carol, Inspector? Always, Luke. What happened to Constance? She's singing Hosanna in the bathroom. Well then, to the rest of you, Merry Christmas. Welcome home. Let's hope the next year's a happy one, eh? Of course it will be. The family's all together again. To all our yesterdays, for better or worse. Now, here's to the future. Oi, were you about to start singing without me? We wouldn't dream of it. Inspector Murder Inspects was created by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. It starred Alistair Sanderson as the Inspector, Emily Pugh as Laura, Joe Pratt as Constance, and Andrew Faber as Luke. With David Alt as Detective Davies, Erica Sanderson as Watkins, Brian Murray as Travers, Philippa Garrido as Eloise, Jackie Dan as Joan, Stephen J. Davies as Ronald, and Hannah Rogers as Peterson and the Shopkeeper. Music was by Kevin MacLeod and sound recording by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound.